listeners, welcome to episode five of What I'm Cooking for Dinner. In this week's episode, I will be talking about mini meatball subs, guacamole quesadillas, Thai coconut curry ramen, breakfast on a stick, tater tot casserole, and five minute eggs with soy sauce and scallions. First up, let's talk about the mini meatball subs from Damn Delicious. I use this website a lot because the recipes are generally well received from my whole family, though once in a while there's a huge dud. A little more on that later. Some of my favorite recipes are from this website, such as the creamy tortellini and sausage soup that we love and the corn spoon bread that I make for every Thanksgiving now. So these subs were a huge hit with our family. So this recipe calls for dinner rolls, mozzarella cheese, parmesan cheese, ground beef, ground pork, an egg, panko, garlic powder, onion powder, allspice, nutmeg, salt and pepper, marinara, and olive oil. Essentially what you're going to do here is you're going to make a batch of mini meatballs about an inch and a quarter in circumference and fry them off in your frying pan. You'll probably need to do this in batches, but they don't take long to cook because they're so small. You'll add your marinara sauce and cook until the sauce is heated through. You can use a jarred sauce here or make your own. I made my own by taking a can of tomato sauce and adding some sugar and Italian herbs to it. Then you're gonna split your dinner rolls down the middle, add your meatballs with sauce, and then top with your cheeses. I only had enough Parmesan to put in the meatballs and not add on top, but this was just fine with only mozzarella on top. Then you're going to put the sandwiches under the broiler for a couple of minutes until your cheese is melted and starting to turn golden in spots. So we absolutely devoured these meatball sandwiches and they made for great leftovers the next day and I'm going to be keeping this recipe around for use in the future. All right, next up is the guacamole quesadillas from Damn Delicious again. You really don't need a recipe for these, but here it goes. Flour tortillas, guacamole, cherry tomatoes, shredded cheddar cheese, and corn kernels, and they can be frozen, canned, or fresh. So pretty much you're gonna make your quesadillas. You're gonna put them in a preheated oven for about eight minutes until the cheese is melted. Now we do these in the oven because instead of cooking them one at a time on the stovetop, you can get them all done at the same time in the oven. Honestly though, I think it's worth to do quesadillas on the stovetop because I think they come out better than doing them in the oven. And my skillet can hold two at a time and I'm only gonna be cooking four quesadillas. So the time uh, that you would lose from cooking them on the stovetop, I think is not worth the change in quality. So for substitutions here, I used whole wheat tortillas because anytime I can get whole grains in instead of using my flour, I'll do it. I made my own guacamole approximation because store-bought is really never to my taste. I just mash up avocado with lime juice, salt, and pepper, so it's not really guacamole. Um, but let's stop here for a moment and talk about warm avocados. So while I ate this and I mostly enjoyed it, I really don't think avocado should be warm. I'd much rather have the quesadilla without the avocado and have the avocado on the side as a kind of a cool creamy element. Plus the heat from the, turns the avocado a really unattractive shade of brown and we do eat with our eyes. I ate mine without the cherry tomatoes and corn because I don't particularly like tomatoes and I completely forgot to buy the corn. I also had some leftover ground beef from the meatballs because you can't really buy half pound packages of ground meat from the grocery store, so I had half a pound leftover. I cooked this off on the stovetop with some Korean chili paste called gochujang. And if you've never had gochujang, it's an intensely flavorful fermented Korean chili paste that is both spicy, sweet, and a little funky. 
and I thought it would pair nicely with the avocado, and it really did. I also used this ground beef mix later in the week, mixed up with some prepared dal and feta for breakfast. These quesadillas were just fine, but they weren't my favorite. Also, we're likely going to see the price of avocados rise in the near future, so I don't think we're going to be making these anytime soon again, and we have a lot of other quesadilla recipes that we refer to these ones. Alright, so next up is the Thai Coconut Curry Ramen, again from Dan Delicious. I think I made it pretty easy on myself this week with my meal planning by taking pretty much all my recipes from one website. Uh, this soup, though, was a huge disappointment, but I think this is mostly due to my own errors and choices. And I'll explain in just a moment what I did wrong and what you should avoid doing. So here are the ingredients. Instant ramen noodles, canola oil, shallots, red curry paste, tomato paste, garlic, ginger, coconut milk, chicken stock, sesame oil, ground pork, Fresno chili, fish sauce, four soft boiled eggs, fresh cilantro leaves, green onions, and sesame seeds. Okay, so I messed up a lot on the ingredients for this recipe and take this as a lesson to really pay attention to what you have stocked in your fridge and pantry. I decided to do this recipe because one, my husband actually sounded excited to eat it and he's really excited to eat anything. Two, it would use up the rest of the pork that I had bought for the meatballs. And three, it would use up the curry paste that I had in my fridge and wanted to use. However, I failed to realize that I did not have ginger and all of my garlic had sprouted or had gone moldy. I have no idea why my garlic would have gone moldy so quickly uh, when I just bought it the week before, but oh well. I substituted the ginger with ginger powder but it's really not the same. If a recipe calls for fresh ginger, use the fresh ginger. You can even buy it in those very convenient tubes already grated. I was also missing the shallot, but I substituted yellow onion, which was just fine. Shallots are a little sweeter and milder than yellow onion, but you're not gonna hugely notice the difference here. The next mistake I made was my ground pork wasn't actually ground pork, it was pork sausage. Huge oops there. You know what flavor doesn't go with Thai red curry? the seasonings and mild Italian sausage. I'll pay a little better attention next time when I'm buying my pork to make sure that I'm buying ground pork instead of sausage. And the other ingredient that was not quite on spot on was the coconut milk. When you're making curry, you want to use the full fat coconut milk and not the light coconut milk. Light coconut milk is going to result in a thinner, less flavorful curry, which is not what you want. Except, alas, my grocery store only had light coconut milk in stock, but I was determined to stick to my plan of making this recipe, so I used light coconut milk. Alright, so on to my biggest mistake with this recipe. I used too small of a pan for making my curry broth, and because of that, I only used half the amount of chicken broth that the recipe called for. Huge mistake. This made the broth so spicy it was inedible. I like spicy, don't get me wrong. I put hot sauce on nearly everything, but this was absolutely way too spicy for me and I certainly couldn't give it to the kids. I followed the recommendation that I recently received to use peanut butter to lower the spice level. I also added some half and half and a lot of sugar. This did help reduce the spice level so that I could actually eat it, but with the flavor of the pork, this dish turned out very weird tasting. It wasn't so bad that I couldn't eat it, but I certainly wouldn't make it this way again. So I did eat it, it was edible, but I didn't enjoy it very much. Okay, next up we have Breakfast on a Stick, and this is from Highlights Magazine. 
Every month we receive Highlights magazine and included in the magazine is a kid-friendly recipe. By kid-friendly, I don't necessarily mean a bland junk food recipe. I mean recipes that kids can participate in making. And this one was a combination of tater tots, berries, waffle pieces, and breakfast sausage on a stick. So the original recipe also calls for an omelet, but I thought that the previously mentioned elements were plenty for dinner. Cooking up an omelet just would have been way one two step for many for me for a weeknight dinner. And this was a really fun recipe to make with the kids, and it was a really fun recipe to eat uh, as a kid and as an adult. So pretty much what you're going to do is you're going to cook up some breakfast sausage, toast some waffles, and bake some tater tots. Cut those up into bite-sized pieces along with some fresh berries, and then put these onto a wooden skewer. Everything tastes better on a stick, and breakfast for dinner is always a winner. Alright, so tater tot casserole. Can you get more Midwestern than a hot dish? I needed to use up those tater tots in the freezer. I had the leftover pork from the curry ramen and half a head of cauliflower hanging out in the produce drawer. So here's what I did. I heated up the pork and I fried up the chopped cauliflower in the pork fat. I made a roux-based sauce flavored with beef broth and Worcestershire and mixed that in with the cauliflower and pork. I topped that with some shredded cheddar cheese and the tater tots. This is going to go straight into the oven for about 40 minutes. And this is done in a cast iron skillet so you can go from stovetop to oven without changing pans. And wow, this turned like this dish turned out way better than it had any right to be. It was crispy on top, creamy under that lid of the tater tots, and very flavorful. Uh, the cauliflower soaked up all the flavor from the sauce, and I actually ended up eating two helpings of it. My husband really liked it, but boy, did my kids not like it. Um, but I've got some outlier kids here that you know don't like potatoes in any form except for French fries. I've tried. They just don't like potatoes very much. All right, so to close things up, we've got the five minute eggs with soy sauce and scallions from Walks of Life. Uh, as I've mentioned before, Walks of Life is the online resource for Chinese recipes and information about Chinese cooking. And this is a very quick, easy lunch recipe to make that's especially good if you have some leftover rice hanging around. I did not have any leftover rice hanging around, so I made my rice fresh. And I, when I cooked my rice, I added some chopped up Chinese cured sausages. Just remember, a rice cooker is also a steamer. So when you're making your rice, you can add different flavorings and different vegetables to your rice and it will steam those vegetables along with cooking your rice. So for the eggs, you can cook the eggs any way that you want. I fried mine because I find that's a little bit easier than cooking them sunny side up. And then after removing the eggs from the pan, you're going to add your scallions in there and cook them until they're slightly wilted. And then add your soy sauce and sugar and simmer briefly. And put that on top of your eggs on top of the rice. And now you have a quick, delicious, and cheap lunch, breakfast, or dinner. Alright, so to recap, in this episode we talked about mini meatball subs, guacamole quesadillas, Thai coconut curry ramen, breakfast on a stick, tater tot casserole, and five minute eggs with soy sauce and scallions.